126. Mr. Colin is on the road again. We got Mr. Tony Morales, Mr. Joshua Michael. What's up, brother? How's it going, man? I'm doing pretty goddamn well, man. I appreciate you asking. I mean, I was doing well in general, but when, uh, you know, seeing all the news, a new era coming back, uh, that, that just gave me a lot of energy on that one, man. It's actually my uh, screensaver. Sin uh, made a killer bomb-ass flyer. It's actually on my screensaver, my wallpaper on my big ass TV here. I'm looking at it. Nice, nice. Yep, New Air's coming back March 12th. Freaking, uh, gonna be a hell of a show. Looking forward to it. Uh, when I was seeing the card, it was just was like, ah, uh, this is gonna be wonderful. This is gonna be absolutely wonderful. We're gonna have so much more fun this time. I'm gonna have so much more time to do more things backstage and I'm really looking forward to it, man. The website's updated, flyers out there, we got a shitload of people already RSVPing. Like, it's gonna happen. I'm happy. Oh yeah. No, it was always gonna happen. You know, we took that time off with uh due to the numbers in Denver getting higher than you know we'd like them to be and trying to take the safety of the competitors as well as the fans into account. Of course, of course, man. So. Not that the other feds don't do that, but we have a lot more kids at our shows. Yeah, uh, we do, that we do, and freaking it's, you know, important in these trying times to do what we can to, you know, try to be as healthy as possible. How, how's everyone going on on your end, man? Like, everyone, like, uh, like my, my side of the fam got the vid, like, Last well, I, I I got better two weeks ago. Uh, uh, mom and dad were better now, like all that good stuff. And like I don't know if dad had it, but mom says she did. I don't know. It's all right. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, man. We've been uh doing our best to take care, you know, while still working. And you know, luckily we haven't, you know, had anything that you know had it as of yet. You know, knock on wood. Awesome, man. So everything's been good, man. Free. I like to hear. We've been playing it safe, man. I skipped the Primo show. Just I, I'm not going anywhere. And the only places I go to are the comic store, the liquor store, and work. <laughs> nice, nice. And even my liquor yeah, store guy plays it safe. <laughs> so just leave your money. Just Come back later. Leave it on the counter. We had a successful hunt this weekend. Oh hell yeah, we did, man! I freaking grabbed so many issues of a of a old school X Men, man. Uncanny X Men, freaking couldn't uh, freaking working on a working on the two hundred issues issue run of X Men, Uncanny X Men. Mm-hmm. Found about twenty of them, I think. What the hell? We robbed a. Robin Escape Velocity Blind. It was awesome, man. Freaking, they, uh, first weekend of every month, they do buy one, get one free on back issues. And we went out there and we 
freaking took them for all they were worth. We really did, man, and we got some new books. Uh, I didn't get to hit. We, I didn't get to hit Ed's. I got to go get my uh, pulls on uh, Friday. Nice. Uh, I was like, "What the hell did I get, man?" Let's see. Last time we went on the hunt, I completed. I completed my entirety of Darkman, which mm-hmm. took me a long time. And thanks to you, and like we hearken back every time. Uh, you gotta listen to your bros when they uh, you're uh, shopping for comics and they hand you a stack and be like. You're buying these. <laughs> like, <laughs> I look over, you're like, hey, yo, here. Uh, almost the entirety of the Venom uh, Legends of the Dark Knight set, man. This uh, The only one that's missing is the first one, which is fine. I, I found it on eBay. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, I got it for like $10. And I uh, got some random Ash books from old event comics with Kusada and Palmiati. And oh, the, the, the one I was super stoked about was uh, the fucking Ambush Bug set from, like, 1984. Yeah, no, yeah. Ambush Bug's been kind of, you know, he's been kind of a uh, killing it in Suicide Squad lately, and it's interesting to see him. We were all hoping to be his first appearance, and you would have snagged it, and unfortunately, uh, he debuted in the 50s, apparently. No, I, I ordered that. I ordered that. It cost me $35, and what was the other one that we were searching for? It was for, oh, First Prince of Ten Men. Got that for 35 Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, and I was wrong. This is Ambush Bug is from 85, but it's just that glorious old-school DC stuff, man. And, like, looking back at the ads, DC 85 annuals and specials, the subscriptions, Twizzlers ads... How to draw ambush mug, and how to make teriyaki <laughs> burgers. That's yeah, that's that's hilarious. Let me see if you can see this. One of those is way cooler than the other. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I make some teriyaki burgers myself. Hold on a second here. Ambush mug is just the tick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in in the and it's funny because like it, it makes me think like in one of the issues of the tick of how to uh, how to draw the tick, it's like you draw a circle, you you make the line through it, you know, like the way they teach you in like the Marvel way, and then you draw mm-hmm. the tick, and then you draw the tick holding the oval, and uh, yeah, that that was eighty nine with the tick doing this. Yeah, this is the tick was a complete even with the t- yeah. Let me see. Like okay, so he's got. A specific design to his mask and his and to his uh, uh, costume, but let me see if you can see that it's just yep. just the silhouette. That's the fucking take. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> That's the fucking. Take. That is that is the tick. <laughs> That's awesome. All, All right. he's missing is a is a chubby sidekick. Who the hell's calling my ass? Anyway, uh, oh, also, well, who was it? Uh, uh, I'll tell you off, off screen. Uh, class, class one clinger. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> the other uh, other good things about going to the uh, Bogo first Saturday there at Escape Velocity off Bijou and uh, Tejon, uh, they have a dollar. Overstock. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> they got dollar overstock. Uh, so I got uh, Dead Dead Dogs Bite, and of course, we got caught up on X Lives of Wolverine, and 
Uh, six of the 22 of X of Swords, so I'm on my way. Nice. I was poor when that was coming out. Now we'll be rolling in that dough. Now we'll be rolling in that wrestling dough, that <laughs> the uh, little bit of a, actually a very big uh, fucking raise. That was gnarly. That was that made my week last week. That was fucking awesome. Nice, nice. Got uh, Primo's Flyers done. Uh, Sin did our new era ones. Um, I, I guess we're just so used to limit pushing, we didn't even notice it this week. <laughs> but you're doing like 12-hour days, and I'm, I'm usually pulling like 10 hours overtime, but like not 12-hour fucking days. God damn. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's real. <laughs> it's a real thing. But yeah, right? no, I freaking, you know, we ended up, like I said, I got a crap ton of X-Men. I got a, I found X-Men 274, which is freaking a, a personal favorite of mine. Cause it was like one of the first comic books I ever remember reading. Excellent. I've got, I've got the, I swear to God, I've got the original in a box at my parents' house, but I freaking have not found it yet. And it bugs me because it's also probably where my freaking, Avengers Annual 10, first appearance of Rogue's at. Like, I'm going to find that son of a gun. What was so important about that first book you were talking about just a second ago? It was just one that I read. I just remember reading it. It's one of those books where, like, you just read it over and over and over. Freaking like the spine just got all, you know, gangly and whatnot. But it was like, that was like the book. Nice. I remember it's, it's, it's Magneto and Rogue. Nick Fury and I think Kazar on the cover. But like it's the X-Men in the Savage Land randomly. That's awesome. And freaking like I just remember like I said, I just remember reading and rereading that book over and over again. And I just like like I think a lot of people who are really into comic books have that one issue they remember reading when they were a kid. And it was like that was like their go to. And that was mine. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, now I remember, because we talked about that when we were half asleep on the way back from Lubbock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, excellent pick. Was Sauron in that bad boy? I think so. Sauron is, like, a really, really uh, discredited baddie. Like, they, they did him wrong. Oh, yeah, totally underrated. They, they, did, they did him wrong in the, in, the, in the animated series, by the way. Like he he's way more evil and way more vicious and badass in the in the books. Yep, and I freaking he's he's one of those he's one of those one like you get those characters that are just like of their time almost. Like you freaking like you know we, we're talking we you know we we're always talking about a uh, freaking Arkham Order of the World, and like you know this is like the the coming out party basically for the Ten Eyed Man. Yeah, and like it's such a. You know, he's a, you know, beforehand it would have been just like a crap character that would have like joined the Suicide Squad just to die two issues later. Right. And like not re- not really be a big deal. But like freaking, you know, and then you know, we've talked about it before on here, you know, freaking, I totally slept on that book. And you're like, dude, you got to read this. And I read it and I'm just like, I'm en- enthralled by it. It's, it's the arts. It's one of those books where the arts, you know. It's not immaculate, but it's exactly what it needs to be for the story being told. Great call, brother. And freaking, um, it's it's a solid book, and it's something it's something different. You know, you get those characters that like you just you wanna you wanna read more because you don't see them that often, right? 
And Ten-Eyed Man is quickly becoming a character like that, like, you know, him, like a Two-Face, like a Professor Pig, mm-hmm. you know, going off of, you know, random Batman villains. But those villains that you're like, dude, you know, like you want to get those, you know, those big series with them because, you, you know, unlike the Joker who's around all the time, you know, those characters kind of come and go. You know, it might be five to ten years minimal before you get another good um, you know, Professor Pig story. Yeah. Good call on that one. And and not to sound too OG or hardcore on this, but like I can totally in like ten years from now, you and I on the hunt and some poor kid comes in buying a you know, the the, the third print of the graphic novel of Arkham City He's like, you ever read this? This, mm-hmm. this has got all this extra shit. And we're going to be like, bitch, please. We were there. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were there. We don't give like, we don't give a fuck about all this extra shit in the back. Like, we have the original, original ones, like that poor sorry bastard that came into fucking heads looking for fucking uh, uh, House of Ten <laughs> and Powers of X. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like, it was like, man, it sucks you slept on that. And then fucking we go to the next door and they're like, <laughs> First fucking print that was gnarly. Like ah, I just yeah, not wrong. Wasn't looking hard enough, but I'm glad he was a patron of Ed's. Uh, of course, of course. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, it was like they just put it. They're putting out a DC. Dropped all my stuff. Let me see. Uh, DC's putting out this whole trade paperback of uh, Infinite or uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, mm-hmm. and I, I see it in the back of the comic books. So I'm just kind of chuckling to myself. I'm like. Every I have every single issue first print. Yeah, it's one of the best feelings in the fucking world. I gotta tell you that it happens, and I, I I try not to say it out loud every time I I, I see something like that. Like you see a Spawn trade paperback, and it's like even the trade paperback is like fifty bucks because it's like a first print of that. I'm like I got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a lifestyle. It's it's the way things get done, man. Like we were on the way back from Lubbock. Was it you that asked me, or did I asked you what? What do you think we'd be doing if we didn't have uh, we're putting on shows and collecting comics? <laughs> I probably have a bullet in my head right now. <laughs> Aw. Nah, it's just a it's a it's a joyous lifestyle. And I, I love. Uh, uh, I remember um, a couple months ago, I was out at Ed's, and there was this dude, and he was looking around for something, and he was mm-hmm. picking stuff up, and uh, he picked up Mister Miracle, and he put it back down. And I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. pick that back up, and he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you, I told him about what the story was, and he's, uh, you just did, like, a gist of, like, the, the background, he was like, I didn't know that was what Mr. Miracle was, and he was like, oh, shit, I'll buy this, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely, man, and, you know, he's like, thank you, and I'm like, yeah, no problem, man, I'm just doing my fucking good deed for the day, man, like, I, <laughs> I, shit, we need to get, we need to get on that, man, I was gonna bring it up with you, like, uh, if we do that more and more at Ed's, we, we need more than a, a 10% discount, we need at least 11 or 12% discount. <laughs> a 13.325 annual annuity. Yeah, that'll be totally fine with me, because we're gonna be there for fucking ever, not to mention at Mile High, we need to talk to old Chuck Ski and be like, yo, 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 we need a little bit of a hookup on, we're gonna be buying stuff here. <laughs> I don't know. At least let us know when the discounts are. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. A map of the discounts in my high warehouse. We're not to wander. Exactly. Yeah. But we got some great books, man. Like, uh, b- b- oh, uh, before we get to that, I wanted to talk to you about this. I wanted to surprise you because I, I, 
and you're going to laugh at me, I have not watched the original Batman movies, and I'm not talking about the one from the 60s, uh, 89 Keaton Returns. And I hadn't watched those movies since probably, like, like the early 90s, and I did not realize... Dude, we, totally, we totally watched Returns, like, last year for oh, the holiday yeah. special. Yeah, yeah, we did the holiday special. I forgot about that, but this time I was sober. Um, <laughs> you probably weren't sober when you saw it in 89. Uh, maybe not. It was weird. It was a, it probably, you know, that would, wouldn't put it past us. It was a family group meeting, a family uh, reunion right before Christmas. But even then, man, I was watching those and I was like, wow. Family this- reunion, intervention, one or the other. <laughs> tomato, tomato. It's usually both. Someone's got someone, you know, someone needs to get talked to and then other people are like, you know, they're, they're coming out of it. It's fine. Uh, I was just thinking, man. I was buying these Happy Meals, man, and like that, like I, I didn't realize how nasty the, like the penguin just wanted to get laid. <laughs> the penguin just wanted to get laid. Um, the the way that she she seduced him, you know, she she didn't kiss him, she barely touched him, but she's like, I'm just gonna take a bath, and I'm like, God damn, of course he's gonna say yes to anything she says. <laughs> and uh, what was the other thing was. Batman was killing people, man. He put a, he put the bomb in the guy's pants. Like he had a machine gun. Like, I mean, he didn't have one in his hands, but the Batmobile was shooting things. Uh, there was a lot of murders in that. Like, and it was just him. And in 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 hindsight, they were rubber bullets. Yes, they were rubber bullets. <sighs> beanbag bag, be the beanbag bullets. Yeah, exactly. Uh. What what stuck out to me though? One thing I really wanted to talk to you about was how odd it was watching those movies, having grown up with them. The fact that Danny Elfman's the one that made the the penultimate Batman song—it's always going to be that. Oh yeah, it's always going to be that. And the fact that Batman was alone, like for those first two, mm-hmm. those three, he was he was alone, like. like there was no bat family. There was no Babs sitting up in in the clock tower, you know, in one ear. Uh, Alfred helped, but he wasn't what the father figure that he is now to us. I mean, like, I feel like they built the the father figure up in him just to break our heart and then to reminisce. But they, they, he was yeah. alone. He was completely fucking alone. The, the, yeah. the other thing I wanted to bring up is is that uh, I, I feel I, I, like I feel like I could feel Tinian rewatching Returns over and over and over again, and then seeing what the Bat books were like, and he's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're going back to some dark, crazy, like Tim Burton horror shit. I don't know. I'm going to learn here. Say you're talking about Joker, probably. Yes. Kind of assumed. <laughs> yeah, no, you're getting, you know, we're getting some pretty interesting craziness from Tinian, you know, even if it's, you know, the only, I think it's the only book left he's doing in DC at the moment. To, to the best. I be wrong on that, but. I, yeah, yeah, that's the only book he's doing. It's, he's done and yeah. all the other ones. Uh, I did, the solicitation is that number 13 for Joker is, is Tinian, but I haven't seen anything for 14 yet. Yeah. But yeah, no, they've uh, and they've and he's gone full bore with it, man. It's been some, uh, you know, classic Tinian fashion. You know, we're getting you know new characters and crazy stories. You know, I think we talked about it before. You know, it's basically a Jim Gordon story, 
but like you know you you had to put you can't put jim gordon you can't put a jim gordon book out there because people aren't going to want to oh it's jim gordon who cares you know you're gonna throw joker on top of that and all of a sudden it's a big deal right well, other than so traditionally, from what I understand, Joker stories, Joker books, like him having yeah, his own book, hasn't really done amazingly well overall. But it's always some this one sure caper. is doing pretty great. It's always some bullshit caper, over the top. Someone just wanting to make Joker even nuttier, excuse to have a sexy Harley Quinn or something like that. You're—I didn't think about it that way, man. You're right. Um, the only disagreement I have with you on that is the, yeah, you're right. People aren't going to pick up a Jim Gordon book, uh, except for the ones that watched and read. You're one. Yeah, no, you're a, uh, you diehard Batman fans are just gonna, you know, they're gonna gobble it up. Trust me, I freaking one of those guys. Freaking anytime a new Batman book, I'm like, oh, I gotta at least give it a shot. Freaking very rarely have I been horribly disappointed. But we're going on two and a half years, or like almost two. How long have you been doing Minefields now? Is it like October would be year two? Yeah, October would be year two. It's about o- October would be yeah, almost a year and a almost a year and a half. October would be starting uh, of your third year. But you, like, I mean, I read Batman. Like I read all the New Fifty Two. Like, I, I I tuned out and like I want to say like right after Court of Owls, and then uh, I read Joker War. Um, but it wasn't something that was like under my skin, but then you show up and I get this like Batman STD and it's like, we're just like, it's all, we're, we're all about it, man. It's funny. Like one of us will find one bat book and like when I found one dark night, well, I still can't decide which one's better. Did you like one dark night better? Or did you like, um, what was the other black label book that, uh, just ended? Uh, I don't even know. Jeez. It's the they one, just keep put they keep putting them out. So it's like the uh, imposter. Imposter, yeah, imposter is the one that just ended. Yeah, imposter just ended. Jock's doing one dark night. Um, we've got imposter. New... Uh, imposter was really solid. I really enjoyed imposter. Yeah, that was great. But I'm, I'm always like a big a big fan of the freaking uh, the year like year one, year two. That's that's basically like year one and a half, basically from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Like I've got all the year one, year two, year threes. Well, it, it's solid stuff, man, and uh, just want to just reiterate your point there and add just a little bit of spice there, but uh, I, I savored every page, every word, every panel. Like, this is, it's going to be, a, like, I imagine people like, oh, McFarlane will be back to Spider-Man. McFarlane, no, he's not going back to Spider-Man. <laughs> he's not going back to Spider-Man. Uh in the back of my mind, I would love to hold out hope that one day Tinian will come back and do a three-parter, six-parter, 12, I don't give a shit, uh, one shot. But while this was happening, just enjoying while that's happening, that this Joker series is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, no, it's... I'm not quite sure it's my personal favorite book that anybody's putting out right now, but it's definitely top three to five. I agree. I agree. It's 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 not like the best one out there, but it's every single one is funner than hell. I mean, it's it's. I mean, like you go to Six Flags all the time, and you know you're not you. It's not going to be as exciting all the time, but you know, especially with all the other books that we're reading. Yeah. But it's definitely never let down. It's always been ten out of ten in terms of quality. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's always been some interesting, interesting like, side, like the the different characters, because you know I think we talked about it previously. Basically, everybody's trying to kill the Joker, and we're not quite sure, you know, why necessarily everybody is. You know, plus we've got the entire thought process of a day which they started when they brought in infinite frontier you know freaking you know somebody somebody gassed arkham asylum and killed you know so so many you know captives you know this 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 one event led to freaking the formation of the magistrates it led to the death of bane it led to freaking um you know task force z Freaking, there's there's five or six books that are all feeding off of this one event right now, and that's that's insane to think about. That freaking, you know, so many amazing stories have all come out of this. You know, basically one bad day. One bad day. Well, uh, take take point on this man because uh, all of my favorite uh, moments in this book were the ha ha moments. <laughs> nice. So everybody's heading towards Texas because um, the Samson family, the family of cannibals, has captured the Joker. And freaking first thing we see, we see this plane, and these people are and they're talking about the uh, something falling out of the, something happening in the cargo hold, and we see Vengeance, Bane's quote unquote daughter jumping out of the cargo hold of this plane and freaking she just lands like a freaking meteor and this trucker just pulls up to try to help her you know help her or hit on her and thinks she's like a superhero like the justice league or something and he turns around he's like you know can i buy you a drink and she just grabs him by his freaking collar and just Lobs him straight up, yeets him. She straight up yeets him. She didn't even open the door. She pulls him straight out of the fucking window, and like he's like, "Can I help you? Can I do anything for you?" And then he just, he just, he shoots a shot. <laughs> he, he tried. It it did it, it no. He, he he tried. He failed, but he did try. But yeah, then we you know see her driving off on this guy's truck. And we see this other plane driving or flying overhead, and Barbara Gordon's on this plane with Cressida, the woman that hired her father, James Gordon Sr., to kill the Joker. And Barbara's trying to figure out what she needs to do, and Cressida's just seeing right through it, talking about how she's trying to hit her panic button and... You know, she's talking about how she knew Barbara was watching her the entire time. And, you know, she's got a talent with her, of course. And this mysterious, gigantic man that is somehow sneaking up behind her. And freaking he ends up, you know, making her pass out. And Christina just calmly was like, are you ready? And the masked man is like, I'm ready. And we go to this other private plane, and it's got Jim Gordon in it, as well as good old Harvey Bullock. Oh, Bullock. Yeah. This sold me on him. I've never liked Bullock. 
I've never liked Bullock. I never understood why. Did, did Bullock... Am I missing something? Was Bullock in existence when the first Batman movie happened? Because I feel like Eckhart should have should have been Bullock. <laughs> um. They're basically the same fat slob smoking cigarettes, probably on the take. Uh, but... Uh, uh, him just I think he was. I think he was basically supposed to be him, but they just didn't have use him for some Because I want to say he debuted in the maybe Batman three sixty one. I've actually got the issue, but freaking I can't recall off the top of my head exactly. Freaking uh, yeah, because he's you know he's been around forever, so I'm pretty sure he was around during the uh, during Batman eighty nine. Yeah, and Bullock's trying to talk him out of this. Like this is a this is a bad idea. You know, we're just we're two yahoos freaking flying into basically the superhero battle, and we have you know, well, what are we going to do in this case? You know, Detective. He's like you know, yeah. So before four forty one, four forty one, yeah, yeah, four forty one, yeah. So late late eighties then. And he's just like, you know, and, you know, he's just talking about freaking, you know, tell me you have a plan. And he's just like, yes. And he's like, tell me we get super hit. And Bullock's just like, tell me we have, do we get superpowers? Do we get magic rings or a pill that makes us really strong? And, and um, freaking, he's just like, no, you know, and Bullock's just like, you know, we, we need something. We need, we need something. And he's like, he's like, why, Lord Jim, why'd you have to loot me in this one? But at the same time, though, I think that was a joke because Harvey knew something yeah. was up. Yeah, but the thing about Bullock is Bullock, like, Bullock is the epitome of the screw-up friend that, like, you know, wants, like, he's never, he, he doesn't, he doesn't do better. Like, he's always... He's always doing something he shouldn't do. He's always getting into fights. And, like, freaking, he's always, you know, freaking drinking too much, partying too hard. But at the end of the day, nobody's got your back more than your buddy. Right. And that, that is who Bullock is when he comes right down to it. He, he, would, he would go to hell and back for Jim Gordon. I mean, like, in, 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 I believe you, and everyone who should, who knows Batman should believe you, but they, Tinian really hammered it home here. Like, he, he goes to investigate a cannibal family based off the family from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, finds out all these crazy secrets about a conspiracy uh, with them and a bunch of, like, other, like, international assholes that, like, leeching off the oil. I mean, there was so much... Little, backstory told in just like what a four page flashback and um, mm-hmm. and he finds all that shit out and still meets up with Gordon and 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 then the thing that like got me was he's like hey can I smoke in here and he's like yeah there's a fee for it you know what fuck it go ahead like are we coming back from this who gives a shit I'm not worried about a fucking you know $50 charge for cleanup yeah Well, that's the, you know, and, you know, Gordon has this, like, you know, they're just having this come to Jesus moment where he's just like, you know, I believe humanity, you know, has a code they need to live by, like a moral center with limits. Yeah, there's good, there's bad, but you got to, you know, you got to do what you can to tip the scales in good's favor. You know, he's just, you know, and then 
you know, fairness of the world just makes you know makes you ache from head to foot. You know, it's enough to make you despair, enough to make you want to cut corners. But if the system can't work, you know, why not just make it work for work for yourself? Take the payday and make life easier. And that. like you can see him, he's just kind of breaking down a little bit, and then he's just like, you just can't do it. Because at the end of the day, Jim's just the epitome of a good man. He's the good cop. You know, and then he just gets up, turns around, and is like, you can come out now. Like, we, I know you're here. You know, I know Barbara wanted you to keep an eye on me, wanted you to keep me safe. You know, if you want to really keep me safe, you know, I'm, we're going to need your help. And freaking Cassandra came back, girl, just walks out. She's like, okay. And freaking, you know, Harvey, none the, none the wiser, just freaking mouth agape, drops his cigar because he had no idea she was there. And, you know, and Jim's just like, you know, is it just you or did you bring anybody with you? And Batgirl's just like, just me. And, you know, Bullock being Bullock is like, you know, she's a quarter of my size. What is she going to do? And next thing you know, he freaking Cassandra freaking flips him on his ass. 100%. And then, you know, Jim just calm as can be as he, <laughs> as she flips over his best friend. Is like you know, hey, have you, did you, how long ago did you lose contact with everybody? And she's like, three hours ago. And Jim just grabs his phone. You know, he knows what he has to do, and he just calls Cressida, and freaking is like, we're you know, I need to talk to you. We need to set up a meeting. And she's like, you know, we don't even we don't require your services anymore. You're no longer needed. And you know, Jim again, freaking anticipating the move is like i think you'll you'll find that you do need me and she's just like why is that and jim's just like i know i know who's behind a day finally finally and she's like and she, you know jim at the end of the day still has a card up his sleeve and freaking and you know he's like you know tell him i know why he's done all this and i know what he's after and she's just like, meet me in an hour. So they, they meet on the tarmac. And freaking, it's her and the big guy. And Jim just comes out alone. And he just makes his demands, you know. He's like, you know, Harvey's going to come out. He's going to take my daughter and her friend, who's Julia, freaking the daughter of Alfred Pennyworth. And I'm gonna, you know, he's going to take them back to Gotham City. And she's and he's just like I should never have gotten them involved in the first place. Once the plane takes off, we can have our conversation. And she's like, you know, she's like you're overplaying your hand. And you know, Jim at the you know, again still in control is at the end game. The end game he wants is only going to come after I know my daughter is safe. And if not, I'm willing to burn this whole son of a bitch down. And this will all be for nothing. And are you willing to accept that? And she's just like fine, but she's but she tells him the talent's gonna accompany them on the on the flight home. And freaking Harvey comes out, takes them and the talent, and hops on the plane and flies off. Because fortunately, they you know, as they fly off, you know, the talent doesn't know about Batgirl, and freaking Cassandra Kane's probably one of the top three fighters in the world. So you know, she handles the talent. And Harvey just looks over their shoulders, talking about how Jim's playing a 
very dangerous game right now. You know, it's funny he said the way he says it that way, uh, but uh, the trust is lost in the translation. Uh, like when you text someone something, uh, I, 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 I felt trust in that. Like he's playing a dangerous game right now. <laughs> he's just expositing something. Like just, you know, he yeah, he is. But what between the lines, between the spaces, as we always say, uh, mm-hmm. he's got this. Otherwise, he would have been off that fucking plane. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, he'd have been off that plane. Like, you know, he would have been there like, I'm not going anywhere. You can kill me if you want. You're going to do with him what we want. Like, you know, the girl's going to get home fine. He, like, Jim didn't need Harvey watching over the girls on the way home. Not Babs. <laughs> not, not not Babs. And uh, you, you do the honors on this one, man, because this fucked me up. Yeah, so we got uh, Gordon, Cressida, and the big man just on the tarmac alone. And she's, you know, Cressida's just like, you know, game board's been cleared. This is uh, just us. And Jim's bypassing her. He's like, you know, I don't even want to talk to you. You know, I don't I want to talk to him, not through anybody else. You know, I never really thought you were dead, even with Vengeance running around. It just hit me when I stepped back and looked at all the pieces. A-Day was never a joker plan. It was a Bane plan. Fucking Tinian, And we see the guy taking off his hat and freaking putting on the mask. Like, okay, so here's what confuses me while while you you land on the mask there. His face doesn't look all fucked up, uh, like the bottom half of his jaw, as opposed to, like, the uh, what's exposed on his face while he's got the other shit on. With the, with the mm-hmm. glasses and the hat. Is Bane's face disfigured now and I missed something? Look at the corners and the sides of his yeah, face. That, yeah, no, he definitely looks older and or burned. But that's the whole thing. Is that we've never, you know, Not since the early 90s, we've really seen too much of Bane's face. You know, Back then, he was fine. So I'm I'm unfamiliar with if something did it or maybe it was something he, was he did a, on purpose. He was an Adonis in fucking uh, City of Bane. Yeah, he was perfectly sculpted. Um, so what do you think, man? We're we gonna have a showdown between uh, Vengeance and Bane, or is this gonna be uh, take someone under their shoulder? This armchair book, this man, because I don't. I don't see a fight between the two. I see, like, uh, maybe a fight's going to happen, and maybe he takes her because he knows that, you know, part of his DNA uh, knows what they've done to her. I don't know. I I see her, if she ever wants to be free of her training, her manipulation, I, I see her fighting Bane. I think at the end of the day, the fact that she was trying to utilize Jim Gordon as a means to make sense of her killing the Joker on her own terms. I think there might be, a, at least for her, there might be somewhat of a connection between her and Gordon. And I could see her totally fighting Bane next issue. You mean like Avengers style where they first show up and they duke it out and then they realize they're on the same side or is it going to have some actual meaning to it? No, I, I say, I say full blown, like freaking, Teenagers stepping up to their parents, you know, freaking 
Yeah, I, I think it's going to come to blows, and I think freaking I don't see them teaming up. I think they're too similar for it to work. It'd be, it'd be like Joker teaming up with Joker's daughter. There's a reason they've never done it. Right. All right. That's a good point. But yeah, so we got we got Bane back. And, you know, he just, you know, very, he, you know, he just looks at Commissioner Gordon. He's like, you know, I trust you understand what's going to happen next. And Gordon just looking at him. Yes, I do. And then we go to the last page of the issue. And we see a guy, I see a guy in a kitchen, a dark kitchen, um, sharpening his blades with some uh, human bodies on hooks hanging. Texas Chainsaw Chainsaw Man. Yeah. And with a uh, with a ball gag in his mouth, locked in the cage, is the Joker. Biding his time. Like he's always got something up his sleeve, man. Like they I think something needs to happen to Joker to really add the gravitas to this, that this meant something. I don't mean like as crazy as like, you know, skinning his own goddamn face off um but maybe at least a cool scar (laughs) something something that shows that this mattered and and affected the joker because like so far he's you know he's been laughing his way through this and we still really haven't seen like you know the, the the series started you know he's blasting his way out of that mansion and it was all badass but um he's got no one they, they, and they haven't hinted at anyone, unless Tinian's going to throw another swerve at us on this one, man. But uh, it's the Joker's niece, <laughs> the Joker's niece, and her friend from high school, and Harley Quinn because she just happened to show up because you know she's not in the pages of Suicide Squad right now. Um, so we'll see, man. Uh, yeah. What, what would you rank this one, man? Uh this is a hell of a setup. Because we're not, like I said, especially if it's going to be the next issue is the last issue. This is a hell of a way to set up for the final confrontation. So I'd, I'd say solid 9-5. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, 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 I agree on that one. Like, uh, uh, one, of the, one of my favorite things about uh, tag team wrestling is a hot tag. It's, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like, they're, I've seen people try to say something was a hot tag, and then that's not a hot tag. That's not a hot tag here at all. Uh, fucking Gordon tagging in the way he did, <laughs> tagging himself in. Nah, all you guys go home. I got this. Yep. That was a hot tag. That that, that is that is a shine spot if I ever fucking saw one before, man. And, and tell me if I'm over speaking on that one because you're the expert on that one. But like, it, it was wonderful. No, no, it was solid. We got, you know, we're definitely heading into the end game with it. Freaking, we're gonna see, you know, what happens next issue because let's. I mean, if this is if this is all setting up for the end issue, then it was just gonna be thirteen. Then it's gonna be thirteen, but it's gonna be probably a hell of a thirteenth issue. I did not bother to read the uh, punchline backstory in this one. Like I was so on the jazz from that, from the Joker story that, and Gordon just being such a freaking badass that I was like, nah. <laughs> you know, be- yeah. well, it was it was it was all right. It wasn't great. Freaking ass. It was all right. I like the fact that they're uh, 
Punchline is definitely using social media to her advantage and using, you know, the whole thing is they're setting up for her court date. And freaking she's got a lot of people on her side claiming that she's a victim because, uh, you know, she fell in love with the Joker and he coerced her into doing all this bad stuff. Oh, no. And she's a victim. And people, people are buying it because, you know, that's just the way some people are, you know. Freaking, it's kind of like the whole thing about, uh, you know, oh, he's my heart, or he's my Joker, she's my Harley, all that nonsense. Like, it's an abusive relationship. Don't, you don't. know, you saying that isn't a good thing. No, not at all. You can, you I mean, people romanticize all kinds of stuff. Freaking, and, you know, this, that, you know, that, that book is real, uh, the little punchline backstory is kind of emphasizing that, and it, it works well. I had a girlfriend once uh, that romanticized Mickey Mallory from fucking Natural Born Killers. That should have been a big mm-hmm. red flag right off the bat. For most people, it would be. Yeah. And I hearken back to what we were talking about. Uh, we're not going to mention it, uh, about some quotes from uh, a famous person earlier <laughs> that he wasn't wrong. <laughs> That's why I was there. That's why I was there. Uh, yeah, it was like, I mean, like, Punchline is cool. I mean, I, I've got a poster of her. Like, we've got all the first appearances and shit like that. It'll set the first, first one. The, the one that everyone gets confused about. But, um, like, this should have been at the beginning or, or a, a different book because, like, all of a sudden I'm taking this nice, hot, soapy shower and the water runs cold. And I was just like, nah. <laughs> I was just like, nah. I mean, it, it was it, it was nothing against the story, nothing against the writer, nothing against the artist. It was just like, nah. Like the water went cold. My break was over. I had like five more minutes left. I'm like, nah. I'm just gonna go get a fucking soda or something like that. Like, nah, nah, nah. nah. But, but uh, what, get a Luke, get a lukewarm burrito. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, let's. Uh, what do you want to shift? Ah, man, like we don't have too many books this week. Uh, let's stay in Gotham. Go, 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 I think go with aliens, actually. Really? All right. All right, cool. Give it a go. Um, like I've said before, when we first started, uh, going over, when Marvel first bought Alien, I was scared, scared shitless that they were going to fuck this up, considering that there hasn't been a bad Alien book ever. Ever. Okay. Um, in terms of how, how well Dark Horse handled it for, decades and now marvel's got the got the the property but the interesting thing here is is uh i've been listening to a lot of conspiracy theory stuff lately uh and uh the whaling yutani thing uh of course like the pretty much the the biggest producer pretty much everything in this fictional future on earth you know production uh electronics they own everything and uh, their lust for the the xenomorph, being able to figure out how to control it, uh, how to use it to their advantage, and the, these these poor bastards uh, give up their entire lives to colonize. Like uh, you've seen Aliens, right? The second one. Oh yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so what they were trying to do there was to not just colonize it, but terraform that that planet but they picked one that the aliens were already there. This is one where they found a planet. They uh, got some people to 
to colonize it and terraform it for population. Like, like we're talking uh, planting forests and crops and uh, making sure the pH levels are right and the levels of nitrogen and oxygen in, this, in, the, in the air. And um, even so far as a, uh, a base religion, that, the, that there's maybe like 30 of them. And this sh- the ship that was supposedly coming to give some, uh, you know, supplies, you know, just crash lands. There's already a xenomorph uh, fully, fully hatched, fully grown uh, eggs in the ship. And they're like, oh, my God, the, you know, what happened to these people? But the, the, the conspiracy theory here is, is that these, the, these people were, were led to slaughter. Like they, were, they were led to form a planet that they could have xenomorphs on and they haven't fully said what the what the Wailing Yutani people uh are, are up to other than just wanting to weaponize the xenomorph. But um the, these poor colonists, like I said, that they've got their own religion. Like they're they're all united. The, their their leader is uh unquestionable. She's uh and and this harkens to what I always complain about whether or not like I saw this meme the other day where it's like, you you know, you people are just scared of a, a strong female leader. Uh, and it's it's a it's Ray from fucking Star Wars. And uh, yeah. the second half was uh, Ripley. And she's like, bitch, please. Uh, everyone fucking loves me. My story rules. Uh, you're you're just a you're just you're bullshit. <laughs> like, that's why people don't fucking like you. It has nothing to do with whether or not they like strong female protagonist and we've got an amazing uh female protagonist in this in the in the entire time what most people don't know only a few people know is that she's dying she's suffering from a disease that is uncurable like she's she's leading these people uh as the xenomorphs are are, are ravaging and uh quickly multiplying and they don't know why or how i mean they figured it out it's the eggs and the face huggers but yeah. um but but something else is going on and of course there's a uh a betrayer in the myths there and we've got so many things working against them and like and a lot of this happens during the day like most of them it's you know most of the it's like in space and it's dark dark corridors no this is the day on a on a on a, on a terraformed like planet that they're happy on it, like it just came out of nowhere well artwork is beautiful they in no way deviate from any of the the main um, tropes that you would expect from an alien book, which is maybe like four. Okay. Uh, questionable synth. <laughs> questionable synth. Usually someone that loses their mind betrays them. And uh, alien planet in some place or, or space. And then, of course, a, a really strong leader. It doesn't... Uh, like, the last alien book was a, was a male leader. He sacrifice himself for the greater good and, and uh we still don't even have part two for that and they're, they're just dangling aliens in front of us and we're 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 loving it man it's it's they're not messing with anything that they should and ruining anything with any political bullshit it's just a kick-ass alien story and i, I there's so many different types of characters in this like the 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 leader here she's you know like you know we get the fuck off this planet and the her pretty much like uh her goebbels like not really goebbels that's a terrible uh, uh metaphor like 
My dad always told me to be scared of, don't be scared of Hitler. Be scared of all the crazy assholes that uh, believe him. They're the ones you really need to be scared of. And one of the crazy assholes uh, under her is like, no, we got to believe in the religion. We're going to stay in the, in the church and, you know, our, our, our love and our religion is going to protect us. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Like very quickly, they all get slaughtered. And that, yeah. but the, but the look of like absolute devotion, but like insane devotion, like there's no thought or logic in, in, in why she's all about this is, is there at all. And it was, it was a really fun comic, man. And uh, if I, I don't think this is one of the, I know that the, when Marvel first picked up the, the, the product or the, the title, um, I know that the first couple are pretty hard to find. Um, but uh, you have a chance to, for minefielders out there. If you if you haven't picked up on this on this new story, like you're only like you're only four issues behind, you can easily go get these at Ed's or Escape Velocity or Muse or um, Big Apple and uh, um, Big Apples and, and Amarillo, and Amarillo and, and All Star and in Lubbock, all our favorite stores, and even to a lesser extent Vans here in the Springs or. Of course, Mile High, there's like, what, three of them in Endeavor, or is there just two now? I know of two. Yeah, I think there used to be three. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that, that, that was Aliens, man. Uh, but let's, uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to hell. Let's do some Sabertooth. Yeah, we got a pretty interesting... Uh... Why don't you give him the backstory before we get into the actual issue? Like, why Sabretooth is where he's at and whatnot. You gotta reflect for just a moment here. Sabretooth on mission. Krakoa is already established, but the rules in the government have not. While on mission, he successfully accomplishes the mission with, like, two or three other people. Can't remember exactly who because they didn't really fucking It's Mystique, Toad... And I want to say there's one more, maybe maybe Pyro. I assume, but not positive. Well, they kill a couple of humans. Big deal, right? You know, the mission accomplished, right? Wrong. By the time they get back, yeah, thanks for accomplishing the mission. But we just formed the Quiet Council and formed our our list of rules here. And uh, number one is kill no human. So uh, sorry, Victor Creed. Fuck you. Uh, we are going to make an example out of you. Uh, and we are going to ban you to the pit, to darkness, to everlasting darkness within Krakoa, which has been like a big question mark over everything that's happened because we've had Orphan Maker get sent there, Nanny, um, Toad as the poor Patsy, and you know we don't know what it is. Are, are they like in an infinite void of nothing? Are they um, asleep? <laughs> are they? buried alive and, and, and dead and, you know, just, they just left them there and we get our answer here, man. Like, is this a, I don't think we get our answer. We get, we get the answer for Sabretooth, which is interesting. Is this a fantasy? Like this, that's what confused me about this. Is, is this all still within Victor's head? Is this like when, like when you finish Total Recall, is this really, did, did he really do that? Or is this part of his programming and they've got it in here? Uh, and it's just going to reloop. Like, I don't think we have a definitive answer. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting though, because like freaking, we get, you know, we get we get his son, his his um his trial basically, 
but we get it from his point of view. Like he's just angry and he's just you know going off on people in his head and freaking he gets you know like I said put in the pit. Freaking we don't really know what's going on with it, you know. Freaking but like it's you know he you know we see him freaking killing a bear in the in the Canadian wilderness, you know, and then we see the X-Men show up and you know he claws Cyclops' face off and then blasts the X-Men with his optic blast and kills Nightcrawler, but Nightcrawler's trying to basically rip his heart out and freaking but the whole problem with Nightcrawler's power is that freaking He's got to get close enough to Sabretooth to do it, and Sabretooth just bites his freaking neck off, basically, and then has to rip rip his arm out and his heart out, and he's just like, no, this is going to suck. It's going to hurt so bad. And then he randomly wakes up in a jail cell, and his lawyer comes in, and his lawyer's Doug Ramsey? Mm-hmm. Cypher? Yep, and he's got uh, he's got Warlock as his um his briefcase, which is you know hilarious. And apparently, he is the he represents the state, which is Krakoa. And Krakoa feels like you know Sabretooth was judged too harshly, and is willing to make a deal. And apparently, then the deal ends up being that uh. He can either suffer the way he's been suffering, or we can basically hold your body in stasis and let your mind mind to roam free, basically in any in any reality you want to. Like he can basically live out his fantasy life, but his mind will stay in his but his body will stay in 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 Krakoa, whichever part of Krakoa is you know the pit occupies. And Sabretooth reacts very calmly. Very, he considers his options, and then rips off his head. But since this is a dream world, um, you know Cipher can still talk while being decapitated, and he basically, you know, he signs paperwork stating that this is what he wants to do. But at the same time, he's like. Let's not pretend like I actually have a choice in this. Right? He knew. He knew he was yeah. in some sort of inception that he just could never win. Yeah. So he basically just, you know, lives out these fantasies of him murdering everybody he's ever wanted. He murders Professor X. He rips off Iron Fist hands. He, really, he destroys every feral mutant in existence and then freaking he just kind of like sits down and just kind of starts thinking about you know what could he have been because he just kind of you know I've done everything I want to do or, but or, what else could I do what else could I do or what can I do uh, before we get that far it needs to be pointed out that Victor is despite the fact that he's feral and you know a murdering bastard to put it lightly 
he's figured out that his there's three psyches within him. There's the feral asshole. There's the uh, uh, the guy that was not I don't want to say calmly, but um, put together enough to work for Department H. And don't forget the hurt child that we're introduced into uh, back in the Casado uh, Logan series. You know, showing like the origin origin story. You know, of uh, Wolverine. And, like, they sit down and have a conversation. Like, he's smart enough to realize that there's three psyches inside of him. Like, not even really, like, I'm not even saying that it's like a, like a split personality. But we all have different um, avatars within our head of what makes up our, our who we are. And yeah. they sit there and have a hoot, you know? And, you know, who, who really made a racket when he died? And they all, it's like, Banshee! <laughs> That was hilarious, man. I died on that one, man. And they, they, they come to the consensus here. Okay, uh, we can do anything we want within the realms of our mind here, but we can also kind of feel Krakoa. And let's figure this out. You know, let, let's, you know, they, they go on like this mental trip of every battle they could possibly put themselves through, uh, even though... They're probably able to win everything. Like, they've got a Doom cheat code. That's what it reminded me of, was, like, playing Doom with the God code. And uh, how did you feel about the... Do you think he's really feeling Krakoa? I mean, because, like, if... if I don't even know who these... Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Is Krakoa reacting to his psyche and not knowing it? Which is how he's able to break through and, and mess with old Black Tom there? Um, or is this still a dream within a dream? I think Kukoa is watching him. Like, you know, we see, you know, the child, the the beast and the, uh, the captain at the table. And we see this cat just watching them. And the cat doesn't say a word. The cat doesn't really react. But the cat just watches the entirety of the situation. I glanced over the cat. I know. I remember seeing it. And freaking like, I think I think the cat. I think the cat represents Krakoa, and like Krakoa is just watching. You know, at the end of the day, Krakoa feels like it's not fair, and I think he's willing to give Sabretooth the chance. But like, you know, we're not sure exactly what that constitutes. You know, because. You know, we see you know him appear to Black Tom, if not for a second, him appear at the at the bar that Blob works at, and him appear to somebody else in a jail as, as a nightmare, and freaking, you know, I think maybe he actually is still like. He's got to have some influence. I, I don't want to say like in league with Krakoa. But like Kukoa is letting him out little by little. Or but then we and, and I know I, I'm not saying or I should have said and um, I mean they, we've already had to establish a home planet, a new religion, um, mythology, um, the the rules for engagement, um, and they're they're establishing things and like. There hasn't been in a lot of consequence for the mutants, and I think we're slowly getting into books that are showing that. Because remember, I was telling you about how uh, in uh, 
the Ten Lines of Wolverine and Ten Deaths of Wolverine, you know, they're time traveling and, and fucking with the time stream here. Not worrying about what's what's gonna happen. Um I like your take on this, man. I didn't know how to really digest this until you 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 helped me out with that. That's that's a good I a good idea. Who are these people? I've never seen Necra or Madison Jeffries or Oya or Melter or Third Eye. Are these all brand new people? I believe they are. No, I haven't heard of any of them, which is normally something that kind of dictates to me that they're all brand new. Because they normally you'd at least recognize who one of them are. And the, the, the thing that I... I landed on is, uh, you know, the old wives' tale, um, uh, or what they reference even in uh, Constantine, but you don't think that hell has its saints? Yeah. And their their names definitely are uh, ominous. Necra, Melter, Third Eye. Uh, there's, um, do you know what the word occult means? It's a Greek word for that which is hidden. It doesn't mean, specifically, like, literally does not mean Satan worshiping. It means that which is hidden. And establishing religions or secret societies, like, there's always, like, a, uh, you know, the the cabinet, the, um, your your lieutenants, uh, if you're doing biblical style, you're your apostles that eventually become saints, you know, but this yep. is just in the opposite direction here. And especially with third eye, the idea of opening your third eye, uh, is not everything. All my research has led me to believe that when people understand that, like things like psychedelic mushrooms will open your third eye. And it's generally looked down upon by most religions as something bad, uh, or, or, dancing with the devil or opening a door you shouldn't be. Um, th- that's a clue there to me. And then, uh, of course, we've got the obviously the word ne- the necra, you know. What, like woman who brings death? Like that's pretty much what that breaks down to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, that makes me think uh, to see in Spanish. I know that's not exactly the word, uh, but it uh, phonetically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madison Jeffries, uh, I'm not, I don't know, I, I'm, I haven't landed on that one yet. And then Melter, of course, you need your big badass, um, even though he's literally, looks like he's, he's in a fireman outfit, man. Yeah. Man, yeah, no, it's a, it looks like, in all honesty, it's probably either there are five people that also got put in the pit, or they're sent to screw with screw it Victor's mind you know either by Krakoa or by somebody else in Krakoa you know it might be something where like they're trying to get them to help Victor calm down or it could be something where they're sent to destroy Victor I hope it's I hope it's my idea I want to I want to I want hell as someone well, that, apparently he created hell. So well, I, mean, I agree, man. And then as someone that like played Doom, like I have every Doom that's ever come out. I have to have them. 
like I, yeah. I have to like like especially the original ones. Like I, I love the I love I'm not a Satanist, but I I love playing a guy trapped in hell fighting his way out, or hell even joining the cause every now and then in a video game. Why the fuck? Gotcha. Not? But uh, let's go back to Gotham, man, because uh, I am Batman. I'm still super intrigued about this because I thought this was just going to be a future state throwaway. But uh, it's uh, Jace, right? Uh, Jace, yeah. And he's still around. And, you know, Batman, like, before he took off to the UK to go, you know, put the kibosh on uh, old Lex Luthor trying to uh, take over Batman Incorporated, or he already has, you know, he he mentions, you know, I'll deal with it. And he's still around. And... Hell, the future state books are still coming out. I, I, I haven't read the last two. I've got them, but I, I need to. I need to digest them on the on, on that sense. But we'll see, man. Like, what's what's going on? Well, funny enough that you would talk about how uh, going back to Gotham because he left Gotham. They are no longer. Um, him and his family moved to New York to help with uh, his sister. Um, her, she's getting. Uh, going through physical rehab, learning to walk again after being in a coma. So the whole family is relocated to New York. And he he, uh, he brought Batman with him. But we're, uh, you know, we open up and there is this cloaked uh, villain. You can tell by the surroundings. And he's just, he's painting but it turns out that he's painting with somebody's blood who is uh, basically trapped on a stretcher. And he is using the severed fingers of this guy to paint a portrait. Billy Kincaid ripoff. That's fine. It's still cool. And then we turn around and it's, you know, we see Batman. Or we see, uh, you know, we see Jace as Batman, you know, just fighting crime in New York. And then we go to the mayor's office and the mayor is sitting here with his council trying to decide what to do about this new Batman. And they're like, oh, it's not the, it's not the original Batman. And but one of the guys, of course, is like, you know, we need to get together a tactical squad and, you know, take him out. And he's like, you know, to be clear, Commissioner, in a world we currently find ourselves living in, you'd order a posse of police officers to hunt down and kill an unarmed black man who's <laughs> exercising its constitutional right to intervene in felonies as they are being committed. And the, the commissioner is just like, well, when you put it like that. Right. And they're basically like, what are we going to do? And then the mayor's like, you know, the way Gotham's handled Batman has never worked. Gotham's still riddled with crime, you know, and they want to, they want to make this whole thing about we're anti, we're anti-mask, we're anti-Batman. And the, the mayor's just like, we're going to deputize him. You know, we're going to work with him. We're going to get a police unit to work with him. And we're going to make, we're going to you know make sure he follows the law, the letter of the law. Oh, shit. We're going to, we're going to make him our symbol. So that in and of itself dictates that this is a different type of Batman book. 
because this is this is this is uh, you know the uh, you know the mayor's office wants to work with Batman, but do they want to actually work with Batman for the betterment of New York, or does he want to work with Batman because it sounds good from a political standpoint? You know, and Jace is kind of adjusting to to New York. You know, he wants he doesn't want you know they're living in a place known as Billionaires Row in Manhattan, only the eighty fourth floor of a building. And he's like, this is, is you know this is ridiculous. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to live there. And you know he's just like you know you know how I feel about my you know he's talking to his mom. He's like you know how I feel about money and privilege, mom. Nothing says they're not like you of it, like living on the 84th floor of a building in Billionaire's Row. And his mom's like, you know, we're not like other people, Jace. People, other people don't have to worry about security. A walk up in Brooklyn wasn't going to work. You know, more than that, you know, and they just kind of go right back to the, uh, right back to the mayor's office talking about, you know, uh, the commissioner's talking about how this this working with the mask isn't going to be a good idea at all. And the mayor's just like, you know, I appreciate your thoughts. You know, I appreciate your counsel. But, like, this didn't work for Gotham. Why would it work for us? You know, this is why we got to do what we got to do. Right. And he looks at his deputy mayor and is like, I need you to make this happen. You know? And, you know, the guy, the commissioner's like, oh, you know, they're not, masks aren't particularly cooperative with law enforcement. You know, how are we going to make him work with us? And he's like, that's just it. I'm not going to give him a choice. Either he works with us or, you know, he's not going to work at all. Nice. You know, then we end up going out to the city. You know, gentleman's got a uh, gun to Batman's head. Of course, that doesn't go too well for said gentleman. You know, we find out they um they're looking at a looks like police officer Chubbs, Detective Chubbs, got moved to New York around the same time the Batman transferred over, and her uh you know she you know they want her to lead this task force because she's got experience with masks working in Gotham for so long. And, you know, she's just like, you know, you can't control that kind of chaos. You know, he's like the mayor, you know, and it's the deputy mayor talking to her. And he's just like, you know, the mayor feels differently, you know. You know, he thinks if we engage with the Batman and she's like, this guy's not Batman. And he's, you know, he just kind of ignores her. And he's like, we can make him into a symbol of the city of, you know, the people who protect the city. And they're basically like, you know, you don't really have a choice in this matter because, you know, if you want to be here, you're going to, you know, you're going to run this, you know, run this unit. You know, this special, you know, freaking, you're going to run this, you're going to make it work. You don't really have much of a choice. And she's like, well, if I don't have a, you know, if I don't have a choice in that, I've definitely got a choice in my partner and I want my partner from Gotham. And they're like, oh, we'll try to make that happen. Nice. But then we turn around and we finally, uh, you know, we finally meet Jace's guy in the chair, Vol. And, you know, Vol is just a, a smaller white guy. And he's like, you know, I have a, you know, I have a feeling you didn't bring me here to sightsee. And Jace tells him, you know, I plan on bringing my uh, 
operation as he refers to it to New York with me. It's going to be, you know, he's like, you got to be kidding me, right? I thought this was going to be a temporary gig. You just going to got to try it out, see how it felt. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, there's still a lot of wrong here and somebody's got to help out with it. And turns out Vol's all about it as well. And the next page, we see Chubbs talking to her former partner, trying to talk him into, into moving to New York and helping out with this task force. And she talks to him as, you know, his name is Whitaker. And she's like, you know, I can't, I can't do this without you. You know, you're the only reason I didn't put a bullet in Batman's brain earlier. Nice. And then we come down to the confrontation because the, uh, the mayor put out that she, he wanted to talk to Batman and they end up meeting and he's just like, you know, and he's he's frank with Batman. He tells him, you know, I need, I either need you on my side or I need you out of my town, because you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna bring the you know your freaks and your geeks with you, yeah, to, you know, from Gotham. And he's like, either you work with me and you work with my task force, or you're done. I think that's a great idea, man. I think that Jace really needed structure. And he tells him, you know, if I refuse. Your might of my city down on you, and this is this is New York. This isn't Gotham. Like we're not gonna, basically, we're not gonna stand for this. You know, either we, you know, and then you ask him, you know, what do you say? Are we gonna work together? You know, did Batman take the mayor's deal? And turns out he did. And the commissioner is none too happy about it. And we see that the uh, the hooded man from the beginning of the story is listening in on the uh, commissioner's conversation with the deputy mayor. And then we turn around. The next pa- the next page is uh, Detective Chubbs finding the body of the gentleman who um, who was murdered. Turns out his name is. Devlin Rubal, he's an old money New Yorker, one of the city's biggest philanthropists. And what ties does he have everywhere else? Yeah, well, that's the thing. They don't, they don't really know too much about him other than that. But he's like, but the last thing we see is Chubb's talking about all the, all the shit the Batman attracts is coming to Naka. And it's coming for us. And we see the, uh, the completed picture is just um, Duval's body just mutilated. Wonderful. On this, on his, you know, his body's been completely cut into pieces and put on this canvas. And next issue is called The Art of Murder. I'm excited, man. I'm going to start picking this book up, man, because honestly, the reason I wasn't reading it was because I had a problem with two Batmans fucking around and in Gotham, like he just Jace wasn't solidified into me as something legit yet, and now he's got a strong like uh, cornerstone to build himself up on in a city that's not Gotham. Uh, I'm really glad that they didn't keep him in Gotham to try to be Batman while Batman's in Europe. Um, no, th- this this sounds great. I'm gonna start picking this up. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Plus, it's it's another way to make. 
to differentiate Jace from Bruce, you know, he's in a different city. He's working with the with the law enforcement in on a per on a more known basis. Right. And that that needs to happen, man. And I'm happy to hear that the book is expanding that way and evolving. Uh, I wanted to do uh, uh, Woman Without Fear tonight, but I, I think we need to hold off on that one for Colin. Uh, but let's uh, let's send it home, man. All right, it sounds like a plan, man. Freaking. Tell us how. <laughs> tell us how we can uh, get to New Era. Oh yeah, yeah, New Era coming up March twelfth at the Jason Street Mile High Comics, the world's largest comic book store. You know, come on by, say hello to your friendly minefielders. You know, there may or may not be popcorn. I can't remember. I hope there's popcorn. <laughs> we got uh, we got one minefielder uh, running color commentary like a badass motherfucker, and you got the other one doing photos and video. Man, I'm so glad uh, we we got a, a new sound guy, and uh, sound's gonna be beefed up. The matches like we can't reveal the card yet to y'all, but um, uh, it's stacked. It's stacked. I'm, I'm, uh, the weight will not be for naught. We still got a couple oh, yeah, of no. We're gonna we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait three months. We're gonna give you a give try to give you something special. So. We gotta come up with a name to call the 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 new era faithful man. I mean, like Lucha Underground already took True Believers straight from Marvel Comics, but that's okay. It's not a problem. We need to find something. <laughs> cool. we, we need to find we'll come something. With cool. something. Get a street team together, or just like I don't know, something that they'd be proud to call themselves. Man, the kids are there. Man, like the adults are there. Like, I know we say it's family friendly, but it's it's not. It's not a ruthless aggression family friendly bullshit. <laughs> it's great wrestling. It's great storylines, and you know, obviously, I work there, so might be a little biased, but uh, I will always tell you what is good and bad wrestling, man. And we've got it going on, you know, uh, it's uh, tickets on sale at Eventbrite. If you forget it, just, you know, look up New Era Pro Wrestling on, uh, on the, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, find us, Minefielders everywhere. I mean, obviously you know where to find us because you're listening. Uh, don't forget to follow, uh, follow Ma- uh, Morales Mafia there on, uh, Instagram. That's Tony's, uh, official gram there where he's posting all of his thirst trap comic photos of the comics that you wish you had but feel bad that you don't because he does I'll do it uh-huh. I'll do it every now and then <laughs> I'll do it every now and then I just don't want to get robbed anyway yeah, I'll throw a punch I don't care yeah no problem but guys yeah uh, it's your turn man Alrighty, this has been Minefields. This transmission is over. This is dangerous. Extremely dangerous. Good night. Bye, Churro. Bye, Churro. Got it.